Welcome to Grey Jedi Part 3, a.k.a. Sigma Jedi Episode 3, here at Arcanea Jedi Templar on Spotify, iTunes, Acre Radio, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. As always, I'm your host, MJ Hannigan. Hope everybody has an exciting day, because odds are you're definitely not listening to this at uh, this moment, because it's really early in the morning or late at night, depending on your perspective. But in any event, so last week we talked about some of the common traits of Sigma Jedi. This week we're going to start digging into what people are going to believe as difficult traits of the Sigma Jedi. Now, these are difficult for a couple reasons. One, for the Sigma Jedi themselves, the way they express, the way they act, the way they conduct themselves is going to be a step apart from the crowd. It's just, it's simple. It is what it is. Now, even for Sigma Jedi, the problem that comes in is if they had somebody mentor them and help them to understand what it really means to be Sigma and how to work on these traits to not make them as difficult for other people to deal with or for them to deal with, or, you know, if they're well under, if they're well into their path, some of these difficult uh, characteristics might not be as difficult. But let's get into a couple of them. Today we're going to talk about five of them. The first one we're going to talk about is Sigma Jedi can be very stubborn or set in their ways. Now, yes, just last week I talked about Sigma Jedi being adaptable. Here's the middle ground. Yes. In a lot of situations, uh, Sigma Jedi are very adaptable. They can fit into any group. They can fit into any crowd. And, you know, they're okay with it. However, when it comes to their core principles, the, the Sigma Jedi will very much be stubborn. We will dig in our heels and, you know, if we have to die on this mountain that we believe is right, we're probably going to do it. You know, we will throw ourselves on our lightsaber if that's what it takes. It's just the way we are. Now, I'll give you some examples of areas that I am very stubborn in. I am known within our community for three aspects. Three hills that I will die on if I need to. The first one is my belief that every Jedi realist who wishes to become a knight or master within an order should take a traditional martial arts style and earn a black belt. Now, it's not about that color, that black belt that gets put around your waist. In a traditional style, we tell people you can earn a black belt in three to five years. And in truth, in many of the styles of Taekwondo and Karate, you can probably do it in three. Now, it's not about that material that goes around your waist. It is about the process of starting and looking like an idiot because you don't know what you're doing and gaining the confidence and you know, learning the techniques, getting confidence in the techniques, being proficient in the techniques, getting more confident in the techniques. It's about when you see a, a, a pumse or a kata and say, wow, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to learn that. And, you know, one day you're flowing through it that you 
like, you know, you know it very well and you could do it with your eyes closed. You could do it blindfolded. You could do it in, you know, no matter your circumstance, you could figure it out. <sighs> you know, every traditional martial arts school you go to will have tenants. They will have roles to follow, whatever. Taekwondo, our five core tenants are courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and dominant spirit. This is what, you know, we impress on Taekwondo students. And this is actually not just my old Taekwondo school, but pretty much every Taekwondo school I've been to. Some of the wording might be a little bit off, but those are pretty much the five core values of Taekwondo. Now, you learn these tenants in class, and you're expected to share these tenants in class. But as time progresses, you take these tenants and you apply it to your work life. You apply it to your school life. You apply it to your personal relationships, to your business relationships, to your romantic relationships. You know, you integrate what you learn at the school into all aspects of your life. And for me, when you watch people progress from white belt to black belt, and you see how different their life is from the day they earn their black belt, from you know, from the day that they started, there is a great transformation process that words can truly not express. But if you've been there, you know, good old saying, if you know, then you know, then you know. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm so stubborn in believing that every Jedi realist who wants to be knighted or, you know, become a knight or a master should indeed become a black belt in traditional style. The next hill that I have fought and I will die on is understanding the extended universe. You might not realize it at many of these Facebook groups or the actual on or the actual orders that are out there. A lot of the core teachings come from the ego. They come from even the Jedi Code is fictional. And we all talk about the Jedi Code or the Jedi Creed, the Jedi behaviors. You know, this came from a role play game. I believe that people should read the EU to get better detail of these characters and how these characters applied, you know, the core Jedi principles or values, you know, in their adventures. Um, and plus the books, in my opinion, were a lot of fun to read. The Disney Star Wars in truth lacks a lot of things that the EU brought to us. And actually, I'll even separate that. The EU plus the Clone Wars brought a lot of things to the Jedi Realist table. And I believe people should read and experience those lessons for themselves because, one, they'll see where a lot of teachings come from. Or, two, more importantly, they will come across more quotes and more lessons that they can apply to their lives to make them more fulfilled. All right, in the last hill and this is certain certainly not <clears throat> a surprise to anybody i am a firm believer in physical fitness this isn't necessarily just a jedi realist point of view physical fitness you know a good exercise program a consistent diet rest when your body needs it is essential to our path not just to jedi realism but also to life Example, a lot of health risks can be eliminated by a good diet, 
and brain exercise program. Now, if a person is clinically or morbidly obese, they actually put a lot of risks, a lot of strain on their body. And COVID-19 definitely showed the weakness of people who are clinically or morbidly obese. Now, somebody is bound to say, oh, look, Hannigan's fat shaming people. Absolutely not. I'm using clinical and medical terms because if you say a person's tall, okay, what the hell is tall? If you're five foot and a person's six foot one, yeah, they're tall. But if you're five ten and a person's six one, they might be taller than you, but they're not necessarily tall. Tall is oh, what's the word I want to look for here? Um, it's a matter of perspective. Same as calling somebody skinny or calling somebody fat, it's a perspective, which is why whenever I possibly can, I prefer to use clinical terms. All right, so those are two examples of my stubbornness, martial arts, EU, fitness. Now the next difficult personality trait that a lot of people have with Sigma Jedi is we are very secretive in a lot of ways. Uh, first and foremost, from a personal point of view, we will have very high walls. And if you can get past that wall or get past that barrier that we put up, congratulations, because that means you are a person that we have a lot of love, a lot of trust, a lot of respect for. Most people do not get narrow walls. Trust me there. Now, because a lot of the way we see life is I may or may not talk about my past, but I will not talk about other people's. You know, my life is my life, and what I learned from other people, that does not need to get related to other people, you know, to outside parties. Um, also, like, in truth, this is going to sound kind of hypocritical since I do a podcast, but, you know, in my personal life, I do not talk a lot about my past dramas or my past traumas. When I'm talking with my friends, when I'm meeting people, I very rarely talk about my past and about my history, uh, simply because, yeah, those events may have shaped me to the person I am today, but they are not necessarily relevant to the person I am today. And I personally believe that leaving a lot of that shit behind is a good thing. You know, again, on podcasts, I'll talk about my martial arts. I'll talk about my recovery. I'll talk about specific things, but it's very rare for me to talk about true personal, personal things because again, most of that would involve bringing other people into stories and I don't believe in sharing stories, you know, from experiences I've had with other people. <clears throat> you know, it is what it is. Uh, Sigma Jedi also keep private conversations private. It's almost as if talking to a priest or a pastor in confession, reverend, whatever term you want to use, father, if you will, for the Catholic priest. Um, what is said between another person and myself, I believe should be kept between a person 
and yourself. One thing that a lot of people love getting caught up on is taking screenshots of private messages between individuals. In my opinion, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about this over at Jedi Realist Radio on the empath aspect um, episodes I'm going to be doing. But I believe true narcissists are obsessed with screenshots. Um, they don't value your privacy. If they take, if you take screenshots of private conversations with people, then you clearly don't value privacy because they're called private messages for a reason. And they should remain as such. Uh, unless you're talking about some illegal behaviors and reporting to police officers or social services. Yeah, I totally get that one. Um, and part of being secretive is for the love of God, never ask a Sigma for their password, for their phone or for their laptop or for their social media because you're probably not going to like the answer that you get. Um, trust me, it's not going to end well for you. You're not going to like it, and it is what it is. Now, in truth, for me personally, I believe that if I hand a person my phone, I unlock my phone because my girlfriend wants to read and make sure I'm not doing or saying anything inappropriate to other people. It's still not going to happen. Because the conversations I have with people through text message, the conversations I have with people on, you know, Facebook Messenger or DMs or whatever, those are private. And if I give those passwords, it tells everybody in my life that I don't value their privacy. And trust me, I deal with a lot of people in some pretty deep shit you know, in my text messages or in my messaging programs, whatever. So I will never give up my password for that reason because other people, third party does not need to see my conversations with other people. It really is that simple. All right. Next one is being a perfectionist. This term for a lot of people will throw up some red flags. It'll throw up some warning signals, whatever. Um, the definition of perfectionist is that's being used here is probably not the common definition. I am a perfectionist in a couple areas that I feel I should be a perfectionist in. You know, does it mean I'm perfect? Yeah, I'm, I'm far from perfect. But I am a perfectionist in a couple areas, you know, example in martial arts, I love working basics, you know, working on some basic kicking drills, you know, combinations, um, punching, blocking, whatever. I throw each strike and each block as if I'm in an altercation. Now, when you go to classes, you know, your teachers will push you to go faster and go faster and go faster. I'm all for that. But there comes a time when speed and form, you know, speed plus form is basically your power, right? But there comes a time if you're going too fast, that means your form really sucks and your power is just not going to be there. 
And I have trained with instructors who I deeply respect and I deeply admire and who have made major impacts on me that were about speed and faster, faster, faster. Didn't matter what your form looked like. They just wanted to see that they go out faster. At that point in time, if you're throwing like, like that, you're pretty much like throwing like limp noodle strikes and blocks that are not going to be effective. And for me in my private practice, I can never do that. Again, I will work on my speed, but I will not sacrifice form over speed. Just, it's never going to happen for me. I'm also, <laughs> funny enough, I'm a perfectionist in my notes. If I make an error in my notes, I will rip up the piece of paper and pretty much start over again. And yeah, I'm pretty old school. I love working with paper and pens. I love writing stuff out. Um, I don't like typing on a computer. I, just, I can't do it. It's too much work. And I feel that, you know, when I write it out, A, my penmanship gets a hell of a lot better. And, you know, B, it feels more solid. It feels more concrete. Kind of like if you look like a Wiccan point of view, each part of the coven was supposed to write their own book of shadow, basically copy other people's books of shadows and have it in their, their own handwriting. This actually comes from two sources. The first is it's believed if you write stuff out on a piece of paper, it gives it more power and you memorize it more, which is definitely true. But also from a Wiccan point of view, if you go back to the Salem witch trials, um, your coven would have you write out your book of shadows. So if you get caught with it, it wasn't somebody else's writing. So that's a more practical approach to it, but you know, definitely something, you know, I'm a, actually a believer in. I'm also a perfectionist in my office area. Some people are probably laughing right now saying that your desk looks pretty cluttered, you know, whatever. And that's cool. They're probably right, but everything in my office area is right where I want it to go. And nothing irritates me more than when people take the table that I'm using as a desk and throw stuff on it. That's not mine. That irritates me. Or when people move stuff around, that irritates me beyond any recognition. Um, I can be a very cluttered person. But my books and my notebooks and my tablet and my laptop and my phone chargers and my phones, you know, they're all in very, and my keys are in very specific areas. I know where they're at. So to you, it might look like clutter. It might look like very disorganization. But to me, it's very organized and I'm very particular about it. So again, I'm not saying I'm perfect because, you know, the way I have my system may work for you or it might not work for you. I had one ex that if you left anything on a table like that, it literally drove her up a wall, which again, I understand. It's just, you know, personality differences. But in any event, for me, that's where I'm a perfectionist. My martial arts, my notes, and my office area. Now, the next trait... <clears throat> It's not a one word kind of thing. It's a uh, Sigma very rarely show their own emotions. You know, if we talk about the Jedi code, there is no emotion, there is peace. 
yeah, what does that mean? It means that, yeah, we have emotions, but we are not rolled by those emotions. Every now and again, trust me, the best of us will break character, if you will, and we will let our emotions out. And most people do not want to be around when it happens, simply because when Sigmas finally explode, it's a lot like a super volcano. You don't want to be there. It is not a pretty sight, and it gets pretty bad. I won't lie. Um, every now and again, yeah, I totally, you know, let me be the first to admit, every now and again, I definitely get overruled by my emotions. It happens. It's usually because of a lot of compounded issues hit me at one time. And in truth, my last time where I definitely broke from this was in 2019. A lot of things just hit me and hit me hard. And just every time I looked around, somebody else was basically punching me. And, you know, I definitely had a bit of a break at that point in time. Uh, after everything was said and done, I returned to Pennsylvania. I found my peace again. I got my focus back and, you know, it was what it was. But part of the Sigma Jedi concept is, again, the word we very rarely show our emotions. 98% of the time, we just don't care. You know, like, I def I necessarily, I don't care what people say about me. But I do want to know what they say about me. It's not going to, you know, affect me negatively. But if I have people behind my back talking about, well, Hannigan's this, Hannigan's that, okay, whatever. But once it gets repeated and the phone game becomes a thing, you know, I kind of want to know what I'm about to get hit with so I can kind of prepare for it versus getting blindsided. That pretty much pisses everybody off. You know, it is what it is. Now, at the same time, you know, aside from the negative aspect, um, I honestly don't understand why people get triggered daily or multiple times a day. There are certain issues that, yeah, are going to hit people. Um, example, talk about a fentanyl overdose and make jokes about it. I had a nephew pass away of a fentanyl overdose a couple of years ago. So yeah, I do, we'll kind of take that personally, but you know, it's very rare that I get quote unquote triggered on social media because I think it's just friggin' stupid. You know, we are responsible for controlling our own emotions. Nobody else is responsible for that. Now, when you let other people control your emotions, you're basically giving them power over you. Basically, you're pretty much saying that, you know, you are their bitch and whatever they want you to do, whatever they can manipulate you into doing, you're pretty much going to do. Um, I don't understand this. You know, again, it is my responsibility to control my emotions. It's not your responsibility to control my emotions. Same as it's not my responsibility to control your emotions. So, you know, that's kind of a problem. And also, to be truthful, when I post things on social media, I, I kind of know that some of it's going to bother people. 
but I'm not going to worry about making sure I word things perfectly where people's microaggressions aren't going to bullshit. You know, I am not going to go that over the top because if you do go that over the top to <clears throat> not trigger people, then you might as well not say anything or post anything or do anything because at some point in throughout the day, you're going to offend somebody. So again, do your emotions are your emotions. They're not my responsibility. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that kind of is what it is. And the last trait that I'm going to talk about today, you know, the last difficult trait is overthinking. I will admit I am a very deep thinker. I am an overthinker. And like simple things, simple things like getting a text message or a voicemail from somebody. Hey, MJ, do me a favor. Give me a call. It's really important. In my head, I'm hearing that shit has just gotten really bad. Somebody's in the hospital. Somebody died. Um, I may have lost my job, you know, shit like that. Immediately is what comes to my head. And, you know, I stress and worry about it. To be very truthful, that's a huge thing for me. Um, and it's usually not that important. You know, like, whatever. Uh, I look into situations, and this could be the Sigma Jedi part of me. This could be the empathic part of me. I... I Honestly, I'm not sure, but, you know, I do look at situations and watch the progression line and look to see where this is going to go. Sometimes I'm very much on point on this progression line. Other times I'm very off because there's factors I didn't know about or factors that I didn't believe were important and I'm just, I'm off. You know, it's cool. It is what it is. But Sigma Jedi overthink things. And in a sense, it's kind of like having dyslexia. It's actually a, a factor of my dyslexia, I believe, is sometimes when I read questions, it sounds like they're asking me two or three different questions. So I will give, I will write down how I see the question and my response to it, like all two or three times. Because I simply, the words get jumbled. I don't quite understand what they're asking me because it sounds like this. It sounds like that. And, you know, it's very difficult at times, you know, to, to do that. You know, it's, or, you know, when within our community, there's a lot of political games. There's a lot of stress, a lot of traumas, a lot of dramas, you know, for me. One thing is I used to overthink about why are these people like this? Why are they so determined to, you know, hold whatever internet or perceived power they believe they have that they're willing to sacrifice people and some great people at that to achieve that goal? Like, why is that so important? Like when I'm dealing with narcissists or people who have ridiculous signs of the dark triad, um, I used to ever think about why these people are doing this. And now I simply truthfully come to accepting it. 
you know, these people are what they are, be mindful of it, drive on, and go throughout life. Um, even overthinking to the regards of stressing over tomorrow. Again, it goes with the Reiki concepts of pretty much just for today. You know, I when I catch myself stressing over a future event or upcoming bills or, you know, whatever, I just remind myself that, you know what, this isn't happening right now. I can do what I can do to get prepared for it, but I can't stress about how this is going to happen. Um, and that just creates a lot of stress, a lot of trauma, a lot of drama. Now, when you're young, when you're a young Sigma or inexperienced or, you know, whatever word you want to use, it's not just physical age. Um, some of these difficult traits are very annoying to you. You know, other people get annoyed by it, but truth be told, the Sigma get even more annoyed by it. It's just, it's kind of funny how it works as you progress and learn how to look at these as plausible character defects and what you can do to kind of work around them. Life does get better. But in any event, it's been about 30 minutes. So I'm going to let you guys go for this episode. There will be a part two for difficult um, Trace of Sigma Jedi coming out next week. I'm going to try to get the episodes out on Tuesday. If not, it'll be out Wednesday or Thursday morning, depending on how you look at it. Uh, other than that, guys, thank you very much for your constant support here at Archangeli Templar, as well as for your support over at our Blog Talk Radio channel. It, it means a lot to us that people are listening, that people have discussions, and that people enjoy the episodes. Now, if you want to donate to the channel on Spotify, you can. You can donate like a dollar a month or like, actually it's 99 cents a month or $9.99 a month. You know, if you want to donate and help support the channel, we appreciate it. If you don't want to support us financially, that's fine. Or if you cannot support us financially because you're down with your own financial parts, that's fine. We're just starting out there if you want to help out great we appreciate it and truth be told the money that gets made at Arcanage Jedi Templar will be going to the Jedi community and a unique way that I'll be talking about a few months from now all right as always thanks for listening love and light this is MJ Hannigan I'm out <laughs>